Hello, thank you for listening to Art History at Bedtime. My name is Bendor Grosvenor. This story is the life of Properzia de Rossi, a sculptor from Bologna. She was born in about 1491 and died in 1530. It was first published in 1568 by Giorgio Vasari as part of his Lives of the Eminent Painters, Sculptors and Architects. This translation was published in 1888 by Elizabeth Foster. It is a remarkable fact that whenever women have at any time devoted themselves to the study of art or the exercise of any talent, they have for the most part acquitted themselves well, nay, they have even acquired fame and distinction, a circumstance of which innumerable examples might easily be adduced. There is no one to whom their excellence in the general economy of life is unknown, but even in warlike enterprises they have sometimes been seen to distinguish themselves, as witness Camilla, Velasca, Tomiris, Mulpadia, Arithia, Antiope, Hippolyta, Zenobia, and finally Mark Antony's Fulvia, who so frequently armed herself, as the historian Dion informs us, in her husband's defence as well as her own. In poetry, too, women have sometimes been known to win admiration, as Pausinius relates. A Corinna was highly celebrated in the art of versification, and Eustathius, in the enumeration which he gives of the ships of Homer, makes mention of the honoured and youthful Sappho, who, of a verity, although she was a woman, was nevertheless such a one that she surpassed by very far all the eminent writers of that age. But to say nothing of the many other poetesses who might be enumerated, do we not read that in the difficult studies of philosophy, Arete was the teacher of the learned Aristippus? And were not Lastinia and Asiotea the disciples of the divine Plato? But it is certain that at no period of the world's history has the truth of the assertion which we have made above been rendered more clearly manifest than in the present, wherein the highest fame has been acquired by women, not only in the study of letters, as in the instance of the Signora Vittoria del Vasto, the Signora Veronica Gambara, the Signora Caterina Anguissola, Nugarolo, Madonna Laura Batefera, and a hundred others who are most learned, not in the vulgar tongue only, and in Latin and Greek, but in every other walk of science. Nay, there are some who have not disdained to contend, as it were, with us for the vaunt and palm of superiority in a different arena, and have set themselves, with their white and learned hands, to mechanical, or, speaking more exactly, to manual labours, forcing from the rigidity of marble, and from the sharp asperity of iron, that fame which was the desire of their hearts, and succeeding in the attainment of its highest eminence, as did our Properzia de Rossi of Bologna, a maiden of such rich gifts, who was equally excellent with others in the disposition of all household matters, while she gained a point of distinction in many sciences well calculated to awaken the envy, not of women only, but of men also. Properzia was distinguished by remarkable beauty of person. She sang and played on musical instruments better than any woman of her day. 
Being endowed with much fancy and admirable facility in the realization of her ideas, she set herself to carve peach stones, a labor wherein she displayed such extraordinary skill and patience that the results thereof were marvelous to behold, and that not for the subtlety of the work only, but for the graceful elegance of the minute figures thus represented, and for the able manner in which they were grouped. It is without doubt a remarkable thing to see the whole history of the crucifixion exhibited on so small a surface as those represented by the stone of a peach. Encouraged by her success in these attempts, Propertia resolved to apply to the superintendent of works to the cathedral for a portion of the labours to be executed when the three doors of the principal façade of San Petronio were to be decorated with figures in marble. This she did through the medium of her husband, and to that application the superintendents returned a favourable reply, declaring themselves willing to entrust her with a portion of the work, but first requiring to see some specimen in marble of what she could perform. Propertia thereupon immediately commenced a bust in the finest marble for the Count Alessandro de Pepoli. It was taken from the life and gave infinite satisfaction not only to the Pepperley family, but also to the whole city. The sculptress consequently received a commission from the superintendents, who immediately gave her a portion of the work, wherein she produced a most admirable representation to the delight and astonishment of all Bologna. The subject chosen was the wife of Pharaoh's steward, who, having become enamoured of his servant Joseph, and falling into despair at the repulse received from him, is seeking to detain him by taking hold of his garment, an action to which the sculptress has given a feminine gracefulness of inexpressible beauty. It is indeed reported that the unhappy woman was herself at that time in love with a very handsome young man, who seems to have cared but little for her, and she is supposed to have expressed her own feelings in this story of the Old Testament, which gave her great satisfaction and was considered by all to be singularly beautiful. But Propertia would never execute any other work for that building, seeing that although entreated by many persons to continue her labours therein, yet being constantly discouraged by Maestro Amico, who was not among those by whom she was requested to persevere, but who spoke ill of her on the contrary to the superintendents, she would, as I have said, work no more for that edifice, and so powerful was the malignity with which she was assailed that the wardens would pay her but a very wretched price for her labours. It is true that there are two angels of most beautiful proportions and in fine relief by the hand of Propertia, which are still to be seen in San Petronia, but these were done entirely against her will. She ultimately devoted her attention to copperplate engraving, wherein she succeeded to admiration and was highly extolled. The poor enamoured young woman was indeed most perfectly successful in all things, with the exception of her unhappy love. The fame of this noble and elevated genius becoming known abroad soon extended through all Italy, and after reaching the ears of Pope Clement VII, that pontiff, immediately after having performed the coronation of the emperor at Bologna, made inquiry after the sculptress. But it was found that the unfortunate woman had died in that very week and had been buried in the hospital called Della Morte, as she had requested to be in her last will. Pope Clement, 
who had greatly desired to see Propertia, was sorry to hear of her death, but much more deeply grieved were her fellow citizens, who, while she lived, had held her to be one of the greatest miracles of nature that has been produced in our times. We have certain drawings by the hand of Propertia in our book. They are copies from the works of Raphael, made with a pen and extremely well done. Her portrait was procured for and sent to me by certain painters who were among the most intimate of her friends. But there have not wanted women who have equal Propertia in design, although she drew very well, and have performed works in painting quite as meritorious of those executed by her in sculpture. Among these is first to be considered the sister Plautilla, a nun, and now prioress in the convent of Santa Caterina of Siena, which is situated on the Piazza di San Marco in Florence, who, beginning to draw from small commencements, gradually proceeded to copy the works of the best masters, and ultimately attained the power of producing such performances that she has awakened astonishment even in the artists themselves. There are two pictures by her hand in the church of the above-named convent of Santa Caterina, one of which, that in which I represented the Magi in adoration of Christ, is more particularly extolled. In the convent of Santa Lucia at Pistoia, there is a large picture by Sister Plautilla in the choir. It represents the Madonna holding the divine child in her arms with San Tommaso, San Agostino, Santa Maria Maddalena, and Santa Lucia. Another large picture by the same hand was sent abroad by the director of the Hospital of Lelmo. In the refectory of the above-named convent of Santa Caterina in Florence, there is a large picture of the Last Supper by Sister Plautilla, and in the hall wherein the nuns are wont to assemble for their various labours, there is also a painting by the same artist, with so many pictures dispersed about among the houses of the Florentine gentry that it would take me too long if I were to enumerate them all. The wife of the Signore Mondragone, a Spaniard by birth, has in her possession an annunciation by Sister Plautilla, and Madonna Marietta de Fadini has one of a similar kind. There is a small picture by this painteress in the church of Santa Maria del Fiore, with the predella of an altar, likewise by her hand. On the latter are depicted events from the life of San Zanobi, which are extremely beautiful delineations. But this venerable and well-endowed sister, before she had begun to execute works of importance, had occupied herself with miniature painting. And in this department of art, therefore, there are very many beautiful little pictures by her hand still to be seen in the possession of different persons. But of these it is not needful that I should make further mention. The best of Sister Plautilla's works are without doubt those that she has copied from others, but from these it is manifest that she would have effected admirable things if she had been able to study as men do from the life and had been furnished with the advantages of various kinds which the student in design acquires in drawing from nature the truth of this observation may be perceived clearly from a picture of the nativity of christ copied by sister plautilla from one which was painted by bronzino for filippo salviati and is furthermore made manifest by the fact that the figures and faces of women whom she could study at her pleasure, are much more satisfactorily rendered in her works than are those of men, and have a much closer resemblance to the truth of nature. 
In some of her pictures, this artist has given the portrait of Madonna Costanza de Doni in her female heads. This lady is considered one of the brightest examples of beauty and excellence that our times have produced, and her likeness has been thus depicted by Sister Plautilla in such a manner that for a woman who, for the causes above mentioned, could not acquire any great extent of practice, nothing better could be desired. In like manner, and to her great praise and glory, has Madonna Lucrezia, the daughter of Messer Alfonso Quistilla del Mirandola, devoted, and still devotes herself to drawing and painting, under the guidance of Alessandro Allori. This lady, who is now the wife of the Count Clemente Pietra, has produced works which, as may be seen by many pictures and portraits by her hand, are worthy of commendation from all. But with more zeal and in a more graceful manner than any other woman of our time has Sophonisba, the daughter of Messer Annibale Anguissola, laboured in these our arts. For not only does she design, paint from the life, and copy the works of others with the most consummate skill and the most perfect success, but has herself composed and executed most admirable works of her own invention of painting. It has thus happened that Philip, king of Spain, having heard of the extraordinary merits and endowments of Sophonisba, has sent for her, and caused her to be conducted in the most honourable manner into that country, where he retains her near the person of the queen with a very large stipend. She is there regarded with admiration by the whole court, everyone considering the excellence and distinction of Sophonisba as something truly wonderful. No long time has indeed elapsed since Messer Tommaso Cavalieri, a Roman gentleman, sent to the Signor Duke Cosimo, besides a drawing of Cleopatra from the hand of the divine Michelangelo, another drawing executed by Sophonisba. The work represents a little girl who is laughing at a boy because the latter, having plunged his hand into a basket of crabs which she has held out to him, is caught by one of them, which is pinching his finger, and the boy is weeping and bemoaning his pain. Wherefore, as a memorial of Sophonisba, of whose works, since she is dwelling in Spain, Italy possesses no copy, I have placed this drawing in my book of designs. Truly we may affirm, then, with the divine Ariosto, that women have risen to high excellence in every art whereto they give their care. And this shall be the end of the life of Propertia, the sculptress of Bologna. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, please consider making a donation to Art History Linkup, the charity which teaches the history of art to state school children in the UK. Art History Linkup is continuing its classes online during the pandemic, but would benefit from all our help. Donation details can be found on their website, arthistorylinkup.org. Thank you.